Well, the predictions last night didn't seem to go very well. We'll go through that in the NBA and NHL playoffs. After that, are professional sports starting to become anti-fan? What do I mean by that? I'll share it in the next segment. Let's go. Well, to start things off, we'll go into the NBA. The uh, Boston Celtics realized that they were actually playing in the Eastern Conference Finals and decided to start winning games. Now, uh, Marcus Smart actually said, uh, who, don't let us get one. Well, they did get one. That's that's all I'm assuming they're probably going to get. Maybe two. Who knows? Bottom line, though, is they actually started playing basketball and caring when they have already all but mathematically been eliminated. No team has ever blown a 3-0 series, and I don't expect the Miami Heat to as well. Um, as for Boston, this is a disappointing run. Yes, they won, but does anyone feel any different about them? The same outcome will happen. The only interesting thing I could say about Miami, I thought they were going to have more energy winning this game due to the fact that if they lost, Denver would have more time to rest and plan for the Heat. So I thought that they were going to really push forward to try and win this one. But nope, Jason Tatum again realized he was a basketball player, showed up, dropped 33, and, and really pulled away late, helped them defeat the Miami Heat. They will be heading back to the Boston Garden. I wouldn't be too surprised maybe if the Celtics stole one more there, but I think if it's not then, next time they head back to Miami, I think the Heat will win it. So that prediction was wrong. Um, the only thing I can say that has been good for basketball, at least if it's ESPN, LeBron gifted ESPN the story of the summer due to the fact that he's now out of the playoffs. Um, he's questioning retiring or not that's a great thing so now we're gonna have to hear about if lebron's coming back or not what team would he come back for should we trade lebron it's gonna be a big story now i'm not trying to sound like skip bayless and be the ultimate lebron hater but i will say that he gets a lot of attention in the nba and sometimes when there's better things you could talk about or more unique stories i feel like sometimes they like to just throw a lebron one out there because they know it's popular and it's going to get a lot of viewership but with that being said, the only thing left, there's no game tonight, so it's going to be two days. I will take, I was wrong with it, but I will take the heat to beat the Celtics on the road. Maybe I'm crazy, but we'll go with that one. We're going to be heading to the NHL now. I was wrong again. Now it's the right team. I have the Vegas Knights winning this series, but I thought that they were going to drop one on the road to the Dallas Stars. Well, the Stars have all, again, all but mathematically eliminated themselves. They are not going to be coming back from a 3-0 deficit. I don't think that they have a chance. They just dropped a game at home. And there's going to be, if they somehow survive, they're going to have to go through through Vegas twice. So I don't see them doing so. Um, They might be able to, again, do what the Celtics did, survive one game. But I think uh, next time... Vegas goes home. I think they end it. So that is where we're at. The Florida Panthers, they're looking like they're the team that's going to go to the Stanley Cup. So are the Knights. I really like this as a Stanley Cup matchup, and I can't wait to do some predictions for you there. So that's NHL, NBA playoffs. Now I want to talk about fan service in in sports. Is it dying? 
So what do I mean by sports becoming anti-fan? Well, I'm not saying that they're just like kicking fans out of the stadium and saying, no, you're not allowed to cheer for our team. Obviously, they like the money. But if you have looked at trends over the last couple of years through all professional sports, I'm looking mainly at the NFL. We're going to be focusing on that one today. But amongst all leagues, look at some of the moves, whether it's been college football, basketball, um, any sort of sport. Look at the moves that they are making. They are doing moves that help television, not live sports enjoyers TV. What do I mean by that? Well, quite frankly, if I'm going to a Detroit Tiger game and I'm driving down there and I already have my whole day off, I don't really care about a pitch clock. I don't really care about um, timeouts and rules. And honestly, the longer I'm there, the happier. It's been a proven thing that baseball games have been shorted about 28 minutes now since these new rules uh, with the pitch clock, with the faster pace of play. And um, I'm sorry, but if I'm paying to go there, I kind of don't care how long the game is. I just want to be there and enjoy it. Um, Another example, when it comes to college football, that is becoming super television when it comes to all of the TV deals, the accessibility to them, the fact that they're trying to expand the playoff even more. Now, they haven't really affected the the fans of it like baseball has with the shorter playtime. Well, actually, the rule changes have changed. They are no longer stopping the first downs. So if in college football, people that don't know compared to professional football, if a team pushes for a first down, the play clock stops until the referee sets the ball and then it goes. So, uh, or the game clock, not not the play clock. But um, bottom line is it it's a specific type of play that's been known in college football for decades. And now it's changed again. This makes the game faster for TV viewers. And I'm not saying this is the end of the world, but it's something that I'm starting to notice more. Now, I said I'd talk about the NFL, and I will. The thing that interests me the most about the NFL is they have now changed rules um, under their new league rules. This is is from NBC. This is a new thing, and it is guaranteed to be happening. This is where I'm reading it from. Um, Under the league's new rules, games that take place between weeks 13 and 17 are eligible to be flexed with teams required to receive a minimum of 28 days notice before the decision is made. So what does that necessarily mean? A perfect example is if a team maybe has a better season than people imagine, or maybe a primetime slot that was, you know, written months before it happened, let's say, um, It's supposed to be Steelers and Ravens, but Lamar Jackson gets hurt and Kenny Pickett gets hurt. And that's supposed to be Sunday night football. Well, if they don't feel like that's a very likable game now, the network can switch that and flex it into the schedule and put a new um, team or a new game there instead. Um, So, yeah, it's allowing games to be flexed into primetime Thursday night slots. Um, I don't necessarily like this idea. It's happened with Sunday night football, but now it's happening with Thursday night football as well. I feel like this is tampering the schedule um, when it comes to lots of things. I mean, think of teams that don't get any primetime games. And now think of some teams that already have primetime games listed that might have to be flexed into more of them. I mean, some of the, the teams that are eligible for this, you have Dallas, Seattle, Pittsburgh, New England, San Francisco, Seattle, the Rams, the Saints, the Browns, and the Jets. 
Most of those are big market teams that usually get several primetime games a year to begin with. And two of them, were, it was Seattle twice. So those are two games that Seattle might not even know when they're supposed to be happening. Or they could be flexed ahead and into a Thursday night slot, even if they don't necessarily want that. I think that this also makes it anti-fan for the people that want to go see that game live. They're spending hard-earned money, maybe driving, maybe flying to go see their favorite team just to figure out that maybe a Thursday game has been flexed to Sunday, a Sunday game has been flexed to Thursday. I think that this absolutely ruins it for people that want to spend money and go see the game, the actual fans of the sports. Between that and between the fact that the networks are signing mega deals to get the rights to these games, a lot of these networks are really signing these deals to then lock them onto their own platforms. For those that don't know, this year we'll have the first Peacock-only uh, wildcard game. What do I mean by that? Well, if you wanted to watch the wildcard, I believe it's the it's going to be one of the AFC wildcard games. You have to have Peacock to watch it unless... It is your local team. So an example for me, um, I'm a Lions fan. And if the Lions ended up being in that game, now I said it was an AFC game, but this is a hypothetical. If the Detroit Lions make that game and it's supposed to be on Peacock, local, the local fans, so if it was Cowboys-Lions, Dallas and Detroit's NBC networks would still give them the game. But for everyone else, you have to, have to, have a Peacock account in order to access it, which is ridiculous. I, I understand we're in, we're coming into a digital age, but I feel like as these sports become more and more popular, the, the thought of actually going to see the games live is becoming more expensive. It's becoming harder to do. A Super Bowl pretty much costs you your any every vital organ in your body. And the networks are in absolute control of, of how these games end up going and how they're ended up, up scheduled. So what do you think about this necessarily? I think I understand them flexing games. I'll be honest, especially for Thursday night football, Jeff Bezos paid. Uh, I mean, it's, it was money he could have wiped his butt with and nobody would have known, but he paid a lot of money to get um, Thursday night football on Amazon Prime as an example. And I understand uh, probably after the eighth time the Denver Broncos had to be on a Thursday night game, Bezos probably was losing his marbles. But I don't think that it's a great idea to always do the flex. I hope it's something that maybe happens once this year. And maybe that's an injury or a team that just didn't perform well and they want to shuffle the game and give you a better one. Now, again, this definitely benefits the people that love watching sports on their TVs. Um, same thing, like I said, with baseball. It speeds up the game. I can watch a game that doesn't end at 12 in the morning now if it's on the West Coast or something like that. Um I think there's a lot of things that are helping make the game more enjoyable on TV. But as someone that I grew up and I will always say the moments that I have seen uh, in live moments, whether I've, I've been to some Michigan State games, I've been to some Lion games, I've been to some Detroit Tiger games, I've been to some Milwaukee Brewer games, I've, been, I've seen lots of baseball, I've seen lots of football. There's something that's always going to be different about being there and being a part of it as opposed to just seeing it on your TV. And I understand that it they obviously make more money off of their TV viewers. Why would they sign mega deals and why would they pay a hundred billion dollars to have the right to this this football game or something like that? I understand why they do it. I just hope that they don't end up tarnishing the actual sport and 
change the rules of the sport to benefit a TV contract. I think that could be good for the short term when it comes to making the game a little more fun, but I hope that they don't end up ruining the game uh, in the long run. So what do you think about the flexing rules? What do you think about the shorter periods in baseball? What do you think about um, college football's rule changes? The fact is they can also flex college football games now as well. And while I had my whole uh, statement on the state of NIL and college football and how that could be harming the sport in itself, not every person on there is a professional athlete in the making. These are still student athletes. And how fair is it that a network wants to switch a student athlete's schedule around because they want to make money on a football game? I understand they make money, but uh, yeah. So it's a huge topic and it's interesting because I feel like it's this changing of the of the guard maybe when it comes to how sports are shown to us. And again, in the day and age where people can't keep an attention span for more than eight seconds, I understand they want to shorten the games. I also wonder though, what this means for the future of sports. It's becoming a lot more TV friendly than it, than it ever has been. I mean, in the day and age where HD TV didn't exist, obviously going to the game was a lot more enjoyable than watching it on your TV. But as TVs get better, as tickets get more expensive, it's harder for me to want to go to a big game. I never want to be a season ticket holder because I could never commit to that many weekends. But what do you think about it? Leave your thoughts in my Facebook comment section below the episode. I'd, I'd really like to know what everyone thinks about this one. So what do you think about the changing of sports? And do you think it's for the better or do you think it's for the worse? Well, With that being said, that will be your Wednesday episode, your hump day episode. Enjoy your day, and I will see you on Thursday. Take care.